your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Very good morning to you and welcome to Thursday's show and well done to Connie in Palace Green called back within the 15 minutes the latest finalist in Live 95's 3K cash wheel with Fundamania Grove Island in Limerick from the 9th of April and you've already heard the first song today with Mark and Katrina on the breakfast show and we will play the second important song for you to note in a few minutes time so stay tuned for that in fact we've got a number of competitions for you on the show this morning with great prizes and we have been asking on Live 95's Facebook page more assessments new subjects less focus on written exams announced as part of a proposed overhaul of the Leaving Cert what do you think of it? Chris says, good that it's changing, but it's a ridiculous system to begin with, basing someone's intelligence on their ability to study how idiotic and stone-aged. Carol says, great to see drama and theatre studies as a subject for the Leaving Cert exam. Mary says, it would be more in line to have computers and IT as subjects. They are totally needed by everyone. We've also been asking you, do you think mandatory mask wearing in public places should be reintroduced? Rod says, when you think of the restrictions we had in the last few years with social distancing, Distancing, mask wearing, closing businesses, restrictions on hospital visits, funeral numbers and weddings. And now most of them have removed and we're really back in the same situation as we were back then. I think personally, if wearing a mask is going to help stop the spread of the virus and help the HSC, then yes, I think mandatory mask wearing should be brought back. Helen says, yes, still wearing one when in public indoors. Leonora says, Leonora says uh, I still wear a mask, never stopped. Bob says, it's up to people if you want to wear a mask. Wear it. If you don't, then don't. There should be no mandatory mask wearing. Karen says, still wearing mine. It should be the case because things are so difficult at the moment and people should be careful. And Paul Reid, the CEO of the HSC, has tweeted uh, this morning along similar lines. We've heard from the INMO and we've heard from the emergency consultants uh, wanting a return to working from home and mandatory mask wearing. Um, But... So far, and and this is the interesting part of this, of course, the government have largely, not entirely, but largely over uh, the whole two and a half years of this and the build-up to it, through it, now just the other side of it, as Minister Niall Collins said uh, yesterday, taken their advice from public health, people like the Chief Medical Officer. That is their area of expertise. And at the moment, they are saying that really there isn't any um, measures that they would recommend. And I think the emergency legislation uh, falls today the last day of March. So um, it doesn't seem as though there's any appetite in the government uh, for turning on this one. Well, the Education Minister, Norma Foley, is in Limerick this morning and she joins us on the line right now. Good morning to you, Minister. Good morning, Joe. So, well, you're not too far from your home constituency, of course, are you? Um, no, but, not so. But uh, you are in Rathkeel in West Limerick. Why? I'm making a number of school visits this morning. I'm looking forward to visiting St. Anne's and School Nave Yosef and uh, taking an opportunity to meet with the students and um, also taking an opportunity to welcome there is a number of Ukrainian students who have joined the school communities and um, I think the very best part of my job is having the opportunity to go out and, and visit schools and meet staff on the ground and meet the students and uh, that's what I'm about this morning. Okay, so what can you tell us about the Ukrainian children who started in the two schools in Rathkeel, Minister? Well, um, as you're aware, we have a number of students already um, throughout the country um, um, in our schools, and I want to acknowledge the 
just very gracious and very warm welcome that has been extended to um, to Ukrainian students. Uh, there has been just a fantastic response on the ground from school communities, uh, welcoming them in, supporting them. And you know that there is a, a, a whole of government approach being taken here. Um, we were one of the first countries to um, open our doors to Ukrainian families. And indeed, I've, I've met with a number of them and they've indicated that was, for some of them, that was one of the key reasons that they came here in the first place that Ireland said that they were welcome. And uh, so they're also coming on the understanding that when they come, they they have uh, rights similar to any EU citizen, you know, the the right to to work, uh, to health care, and, of course, the right to access education. And as I say, uh, I have visited a number of schools and I'm just seeing extraordinary work being done there. I think it's so, so important and beneficial to the students um, coming from Ukraine in such difficult, difficult circumstances that they would have an opportunity to continue their education and to be supported in doing that. And I really do want to acknowledge the work that's been done by school communities, school staff, and indeed the students themselves in supporting uh, the new children and young people coming into our schools. And Minister, how are they being supported given the language barrier, the possible trauma, and of course the other immediate and long-term challenges? Well, indeed, um, we have made it very clear that whatever resources are required by schools, we will put in place for schools. So, for example, English is an additional language is... um a resource that is required so where schools have capacity to do that they put it in place where they need additional resource uh, we will support them in that if, if there's additional staffing requirements we will support that as well and we have a series of uh, regional teams being set up now um, 16 across the country which are being led out of the um, the ETB so as to ensure that um, where where um, resources are required in terms of if uh, a local school isn't in a position to provide a place, then this uh, uh, regional team will source a place, um, will ensure that there's... Um, facilities available for um, students or, or um, family members to attend school or whatever. So we're, we're trying to ease the burden as we go along um, for them. And these teams will uh, source the school place uh, transport and all of that. So, and we've also made it very clear that we will um, also take care of transport issues. So, it is a job of work that evolves because, as you're aware, you know we have a certain number now. There are more than likely many, many more to come, um, and we are evolving with it. And we are just meeting the challenge because the wider community and society are meeting that challenge in a whole myriad of ways as well. So, I think it's um, a team effort across Irish society really to ensure that in this very difficult, very harrowing time that we are all doing what needs to be done to support families. We're chatting to the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, who is in Limerick in Rathkeel specifically this morning. Are other schools in Limerick then accommodating Ukrainian students? Yes, indeed, and I, I want to acknowledge that throughout uh, County Limerick and in, indeed, as I say, throughout the country, um, where schools um, have capacity and where they've been asked um, to, to make accommodations, they have all stepped up to the mark. And I, I think it's a remarkable sign of the generosity of school communities to do that. I'm very, very conscious that these past two years have been um, demanding for all of society in terms of COVID, but 
from my point of view, very notably so uh, for school communities, but they have shown flexibility, resilience and agility in adapting to COVID. And, uh, you, you know, I think we have seen the very, very best of the Irish education system throughout these past two years. And now school, school communities are being asked to go another step forward and they have not balked that they've taken the challenge and they, they do what they do best and that's welcoming students and making provision for students. And I think it's important to note as well that the welcoming of students um, at different stages of the year, perhaps from different countries, is not new to the Irish education system. This is something that school leadership, school principals, deputy principals and um, staff in schools do on a regular basis. It's now being required on a, on a greater scale, I suppose, but it's something they're familiar with and uh, I, I think it speaks to their excellence in terms of you know, opportunity for all in education and making provision it's, for all young people. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think in New Zealand, for example, um, they start school on their fifth birthday, wherever the birthday falls during the year so you know certainly as you say starting mid-year can be challenging um, but uh, but not impossible um, and I know I mean we had a remarkable story on the show a couple of weeks ago uh, Minister a member of the Polish community here who was uh, helping uh, bring uh, supplies uh, out to the Polish-Ukraine border and ended up bringing uh, a mother and 12 year old from Ukraine back and that 12 year old started school within days of arriving here Mm-hmm. Oh, a- absolutely. Uh, for example, I know of families that arrived uh, into the country um, on a Friday and I've met with and spoken with principals and they were in school on the Monday. So th- that speaks to the, you know, I suppose the flexibility and the agility. But more than that, I think the the goodness of heart and determination when people are in need of support that the education sector and the school communities will provide it as reflected in wider society as well. So um, there are so many positive and good examples of excellent work being done on the ground and I I think we should be um, very proud of that and just acknowledging the work of staff and school communities. And and, and the one point, I mean, you're talking about the pressure and and providing all the supports that you can, um, but but clearly and it would be a legitimate concern uh, um, the generosity is absolutely there, people want to help um, Ukrainian refugees but there would be concerns in schools too about you know the the resources that are already stretched well to be fair um i i think we have made it very clear and in, indeed the Taoiseach and across government has made it clear that whatever resources are required here the resources will be put in place and we've already uh, uh you know and i've heard myself even interviews on on radio and otherwise where principals have said you know that the resources they required whether it was additional um ea english as additional language uh, uh teachers or whether it's uh, mainstream teachers or whatever, th- that is being sanctioned by the department. We, we are doing all that we can do to support what's happening in the schools, but the, the greatest generosity of all, I, I would absolutely concede, is coming from those who are doing the work on the ground. But we, we are happy to resource it. We are, you know, and, and as I say to you, it, it's very difficult to forecast at this point what the eventual um, resourcing will, 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 will cost us because it's very difficult to forecast the numbers. But we are meeting the challenge every day. We have shown a determination and a willingness to work through the challenge and I think that's important. Yeah, we're chatting to the Education Minister Norma Foley. She's in Limerick today. She's visiting two schools in Rathkeel. Um, the thing is, I mean, I think initial estimates maybe were around 5,000 refugees, then 20,000. Now people are talking about maybe 100,000 coming here. And as, as I said, Joe, it is very difficult to, to forecast categorically what those numbers will be. 
But I, I think there is an acceptance, you know, across all of society that this is a tragic situation. This, it is, you know, a harrowing situation when we see families, and most notably we see coming to this country, we see mothers and children and grandmothers and, you know, we see the devastation of war. And we know from our own experience as a country under different circumstances what it is to need international support and for our people to have to go to uh, to go abroad uh, in search of new and better opportunities and so i think there's an absolute understanding in this country that we have an obligation to support these families to support these children and that's what we're doing we're getting about the business and you know, we, we will do what needs to be done. Right. And Minister, yesterday saw the announcement from yourself of an overhaul of the Leaving Cert um, and I think you're proposing it, uh, is, is it on a network basis, i.e. equivalent of pilot schools around the country to tease it out and we discussed it on the show yesterday and different views from teachers and principals um, about it. Uh, are you confident that it will come to fruition and it will have the support of the people who have to teach it? Yes, I am. Um, I think there has been a general acceptance for many, many years now, longer than I could care to remember, that there needs to be uh, a reform of senior cycle. And um, I come from a teaching experience myself. I'm very familiar with that. But I think all of society, parents, students themselves, teachers, um, all realise the importance of the reform of leaving certificate um, and senior cycle, most notably. And the three main aims that I have in bringing this in are that our students will be empowered to meet the challenges of the 21st century, that we will be able to enrich the student experience and their skill set, and that's important, and that we can embed well-being and reduce stress for senior cycle students. And so we are looking across senior cycle, and that includes transition year. So, for example, from 2024 all students will have an opportunity uh, to take transition year. We will, as a department, resource transition year and there will be a new transition year programme put in place so that, as I say, every young person has the option should they choose to take it. For example, in the area of special education, currently students at junior cycle have two options um, from a special education point of view, children with additional needs. They can take a level one or a level two programme, but they have no follow-on programme to take at senior cycle. Now, that's not appropriate. So from 2024, there will be um, a programme that children with additional needs and young people with additional needs can take at senior cycle. It will be uh, similar to the level one and level two that's available at junior cycle. And in terms of, for example, the Leaving Certificate Applied Programme and the Leaving Certificate Vocational Programme and the established Leaving Cert, the traditional Leaving Cert that we would be familiar with, there are three very rigid programmes and there cannot and has not been a crossover between them, uh, particularly between LCA and the um, traditional Leaving Cert. And that has caused problems for some Leaving Certificate applied students who might wish to pursue particular career paths. So, for example, they may require the study of maths and the, and the traditional Leaving Certificate programme to open up opportunities in particular careers. From September this year, they will now be able, students who are taking Leaving Certificate applied will be able to take maths from the Leaving Cert, a traditional Leaving Certificate programme and a modern foreign language. And indeed, we're in this map that we have, we're showing incremental changes. So this is happening this September. Then from um, September of 2023, students who are in fifth year, at the end of fifth year, they will take paper one 
uh, in Irish and um, in um, English. And that is to ensure that we're working towards reducing this emphasis on a terminal exam in the month of June where they get 100% of their marks. And the next part of that then is that uh, from 2024, we will have two new subjects, and I was pleased to hear the positivity from your your listeners in relation to that. We will have... um, uh, climate action and sustainability and uh, including then drama, theatre and film and with, coupled with that all of the different subjects will now be overhauled and from 2024 those two subjects plus the three science subjects and business and Latin, Greek and Arabic will be networked or trialled as you have said in our network schools Okay. and that will afford the opportunity then for them to be tested and adjusted and changed. And the last thing I should say, Joe, in terms of the assessment, henceforth, as part of this in 2024, 40% of the exam um, or or of the assessment will be a school-based assessment. And again, that will ensure that the element of stress in terms of a 100% exam at the end of the year uh, in sixth year will not now be part of it. But it also will give um, the students the opportunity to show a variety of skill sets, which is very, very important. Okay. And finally, briefly, I know you're under pressure to get into the students and teachers in Rathkeel. Um, Just on COVID, um, uh, your colleague, Mr. Niall Collins, will be very quick to call me on misrepresenting the government's position on things, which isn't irregular, I have to say. But anyway, (laughs) in terms of his interpretation, regardless. But what I want to just ask very briefly is, um, is, is what I said at the beginning largely correct about the government's approach to COVID, that it, it is about living with it, you don't see the introduction of restrictions? I think most importantly, it's about following the public health advice and the current public health advice. And as Minister for Education, I would most certainly have to say that because every step of the way in um, in the education sector, we have followed public health advice. And where we've had, you know, where there's been a change or a new direction, we have changed and followed that new direction as well on foot of their advice. It has stood us well. I think society uh, will acknowledge that the public health advice and the public health expertise um, throughout these past two years has stood us well. Uh, and there is not... Um, uh, uh, a view at the minute in public health in terms of returning to any of the restrictions. But there is very clearly from public health um, advice that tells us to take personal responsibility and, you know, to do what we need to do. And for example, I would say that in our schools, um, we are still um, very much taking um, a cautious approach in terms of we are funding our schools to make available enhanced cleaning, to um, make available uh, the PPE that might be required. Uh, in this third term alone, 51 million is being resourced into our schools to ensure we can do that. And we're asking people to take personal responsibility. Okay, okay. Well, listen, thank you very much for joining us live at the start of the show this morning. That is the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, uh, who is visiting schools in Rathkeel in West Limerick this morning. Much more to come on the show. Call Limerick today now on 461995.